and we are back. That's right. Back again for another episode of the Hoop Plug. Yes, sir. And as always, rocking with you. It's your main man for Ross in the building. And I got with me my brother, my partner in crime, Tyler. What's up, brother? How you doing today, man? I'm doing good, bro. Here we are days away from training camp. We got a good one for you. The Lakers continue signing Russell Westbrook replacements. If the NBA should lower the draft age, reaction to Sarver out in Phoenix, Kawhi coming back looking like Saquon, and more, bro. We got a jam-packed episode. Keep it locked. Yes, sir. And before we get into this episode, a brief message from our sponsors, the good people over at EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Yes, sir. You heard it right. The best place, the only place, hairline is looking low, hair not looking as full, beard not looking as full, trying to get that thing right. They got all types of hair care, skin care, beard care, whatever kind of care you need. You know, they might, you might not find a wife on there, but they got everything else. Hey, man, that's <laughs> right, because EvanAlexanderGrooming.com has got you for all your men's hair care, grooming, skin care, beard care needs, all right? Don't leave the comebacks to Tom Brady and Derrick Rose. If your hairline is trying to make a comeback, you can get in the game too, bro. Just hit up EvanAlexanderGrooming.com. Use that promo code hoop underscore plug underscore and support them, bro. Supporting them is supporting us. And we need your support. So use that <laughs> promo code. Run it up. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Shouts out to Evan Alexander Grooming. And as always, shouts out to the hoop plug. Keep it locked. Bro, we got to start it here. Okay. Because another head scratcher down in L.A. If they didn't have enough point guards already, the Lakers go ahead and make another splash. Another Russell Westbrook replacement, if you will. And the yep. latest in fold is Dennis Schroeder, <clears throat> guard from Germany, back again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And before we even touch on how much shade is being thrown to Russell in this move, we got to talk about how the Lakers were able to get Dennis Schroeder, Schroeder, Schroeder for the cheap. Thanks. Bro, they, they literally hustled him. He hustled himself. Uh, was it two years ago that they offered him a three-year for $80 million? $82 million, and he said no. He said, I'm going to play the field. He said, I think I could do better. I'm going to bet on myself. And guess what, Dennis Schroeder? That did not yield too many benefits, right? You know, he played for the minimum last year, playing for the minimum again. And there's no one smiling more than Rob Palinka and Lay GM. You know what I mean? Facts. Honestly, probably a good thing they didn't sign him to that contract. They're already in salary cap hell. Uh, but <laughs> honestly, maybe not, because if they still retain Truder, maybe they don't even get Russell Westbrook to start with. But either way, that decision, that is Truder. It's not aging well, brother. It's, it's aging all. just as bad as that blonde streak you had. In your hair, bro. It, it is. It's not Taylor Gang, so it's not looking well. All right. That's real Although it is, t although it is TGOD, it is not TGOD, buddy. This is not 2011. You are not with Khalifa. Uh, perfect. Perfectly said, Tyler. Perfectly said. And uh, you mentioned it. If we can ever, matter of fact, we should probably start a new segment uh, here on the Hoop Plug. It's the Who Played Yourself. Of the mm. week. And Dennis Schroeder, man, Schroeder, whatever. It doesn't even matter. You played yourself. You know what I'm saying? And not only have you played yourself this week, you've played yourself for two years, brother. Two years <laughs> running. It was 82 mil he said no to. 
And then a couple of months later, he's signing with the Celtics for five, <laughs> just five on one year. He barely got back in the league again this time. I mean, he definitely had interest. Toronto Raptors, Phoenix Suns definitely were in the mix. But he ended up, after averaging 22-7 and seven in Germany, was named, I think, to the Euro Cup all-first team. Like, he was balling out. That's the reason he's back right now. Facts. But uh, he was talking with Bron. He, he admitted to it. He, he likes the relationship. He loved L.A. And now he's joining Russell Westbrook, Patrick Beverly, Kendrick Nunn, Austin Reeves, Lonnie Walker in the backcourt. For the yeah. LA Lakers. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, you said it, man. Um, I gotta just start here, right? Dennis Schroeder is a hooper. He's a baller. We know he can do it. And honestly, this is a great move for the Lakers. They're able to sign somebody who's honestly going to impact their team in a positive way right away. And he has veteran experience. This is some a guy you know can do it in the league. He can do it on in FIBA, which a lot of NBA stars have a hard time doing. Um, these are direct shots to Russell Westbrook. You mentioned that loaded, absolutely loaded backcourt with all the players. And even, you know, if it wasn't loaded before this season, all the acquisitions did not help. So I say all that to say this, look for the Lakers to try and dump Russell Westbrook off early in the season. Uh, I think that's the only thing we can expect at this point, because they're not loading up to continue to pay him that massive amount of money. That's facts. And it's, it's weird because everything that comes from the Lakers is saying we're not planning to move Russell Westbrook, but then everything that comes from Woj and company, every report, <laughs> every leak is saying there's a new three-way deal that's being discussed for Russell Westbrook. So um, I think he still gets moved, even though the Lakers would probably swear on the Bible that they're not. And yeah. we'll see. I, I like Dennis Schroeder. He doesn't have to adjust to playing with these guys because he just did it two years ago. He is a yep. slashing point guard. He's good for 13 and six right now, right? Like you can count on that and, um, that's helpful in a, in a backcourt where, like you mentioned, there's a lot of names, but you don't necessarily know you can bank on anyone for consistent offensive production. So uh, Dennis Schroeder is a playmaking option for them and Darvin Ham to, to toy around with. So good move. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, just to touch on what you said, the Lakers definitely will swear uh, that they ha they don't want to get rid of him, right? But everything they say says that, but everything they do says the opposite. It's like, yeah, right. we don't want to get rid of West Russell Westbrook. Yeah, Pat Bev, Pat Bev, <laughs> come here. Uh, yo, uh, <laughs> what's your name? Is Schroeder? Come here. Yeah, we don't want to get rid of Russell Westbrook. Lonnie <laughs> like, Walker, get over. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Kobe, rest in peace. We need a prayer, man. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, man, it's funny, and I can't quite blame them. I mean, I'm a Russ guy till the end of it. Um, I think he can have a bounce back season, no doubt. We just did a whole special about it. However, I don't know if he'll get that opportunity. Looks like, you know, the end of the road is near for Russell Westbrook in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. X, moving on. Should the NBA lower the draft age? For a long time now, the one and done has been the norm as the high school prospect hasn't been allowed to enter the reins of the NBA since... I, I'm trying to think who was the last guy. Was it like a Jermaine O'Neal? Did he come in after Braun? Either way, this would be a significant change. This would have massive effects on not only the future drafts, but the, the trades and movement of draft picks, right? What you see a lot of these teams do in the second round is, all right, we're just going to pick a project, as you like to call them, from Latvia, from Europe, one of these other countries, and see if he turns out into something. Well, now if you're opening the gates to 18-year-old prospects from high school, a lot of these late second-round picks, late first-round picks even, 
turn into high potential assets. And that kind of shifts the value of all these picks that have, for some teams, been trading into 2026, 2027. Yeah, you said it. You said it. My whole thought process about this is we see so many guys who are so good at the high school level, right? They get to the college level. Some get injured. Some fizzle out. Some don't show that that performance, right? Some of them never, ever make it to the league. You know what I mean? However, if they had the opportunity to get drafted out of high school, they might have gotten drafted, you know, I want to say late firsts, you know, early seconds, late seconds. You know, these guys would have had real opportunities to make money on the table. And even with injuries, at least they'd be in a position where they had a contract for a year and teams would at least be able to rehab that. And that's the thing, right? Those rookie contracts, they're getting enough money where it's worthwhile. You could live a few years off that. It's not like all your hard work gone and put into the NBA is gone because you might have had a bad college season or two, even though you are on that level. So I think it's beneficial all over, man. And to be quite frank, right, you have kids who only go to college to get to the league. I mean, if you're forcing them to go to college just to go through the NCAA so they could make their stacks, you're not really caring about the game of basketball. You're not really caring about the player either because if your focus was improving the game, you'd want these young guys because without getting too ahead of myself, if guys are still getting drafted straight out of high school, the upper echelon of high school players are NBA level NBA-ready talent. And as we've seen, the whole pool of high school players improve. Like, the level that high schools are at now compared to where they were 25 years ago is ridiculous. The talent pool, the the best way to say it is the average talent has increased exponentially. So imagine if kids know that they could get it out of high school. You're going to see those top guys. might Those top 20, 30 guys might be NBA prospects 5, 10 years down the line. You know what I'm trying to say? I, I hear you, but I think just because of how, the how difficult of it? it is um, to, to dominate, you really have to be a certain type of player to, to, for your game to translate at 18. You have to be a Zion. You have to be a LeBron where you can dominate off physicality. If, yeah. you're, if you're Steph Curry, you need a couple years of college. You know what I mean? So I don't think it's going to be – or ever get to like the twenty thirty point, but I do agree with your with what your your statement overall. Um, yeah. So one thing, like three years ago, I, I was clamoring for this. Like, it's damn near unconstitutional not to let these people <laughs> get to the NBA at eighteen years old. Like, you see all the sports that are not predominantly predominantly African American. These guys are able to go pro at eighteen, right seventeen, away. sixteen. Um, yeah. And it's just like you're kind of preventing these guys from getting money because at the time you weren't allowed to get paid at college. Now, since this NIL deal stuff has came through and these guys are able to make even a little bit of money, support your family. I'm not as gung ho about doing this and eliminating the one and done rule, even though I still support it. And the, and the reason I do still support it is because of how far the G League has come and yeah. that, that you guys Maybe if they're not ready, right? Like maybe if they're not as ready physically, but the talent, you know, they're going to be there in a year or two. You can throw him in the G League and he can still develop. He can still be on your squad. He can still learn and get paid. Facts, I think that's facts. the happy medium that the NBA now has the option to provide. So, yeah, man, I'm all for it. Get that thing done. Bronny 2024. Let's do it. Straight to the facts. league. Facts, yo. Hopefully he steps his game up. But no, you made a great point there, right? Because I think this is the difference. Now, if people weren't forced to play in the G League 
like their first year out of high school, if that's the route that they go, I'm not saying everyone is going to make it to the league, but to have at least the opportunity to play if you're that good. That's That was what I was trying to get at. But you gotcha. made perfect points. I, I was in total agreement. Like the G League, especially, like it's made so many strides from being the D League. You know, people forget mm. about that. So. Yeah. I don't know why they named it that in the beginning. Like, do you want people to play here or not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, it was the developmental league, right? But they didn't think that one through. It's like D, uh, who wants to play in the D league? I mean, G league at first kind of sounded crazy too, but you know, Gatorade got that G money. So <laughs> <laughs> big facts, big facts. And as we're going to see you know? with this next topic, that money can make you Move. change some things. That's what All I'm right. saying. Moving on to the san- the Sarver sanctions. Mm, you know what I yes. mean? The Sarver so, stories were something different. Okay, that man was <laughs> wilding out in the Phoenix Oval Office, if you will, striking comparisons to someone else that had a position of power in this country. But we don't need to go there, man, because Sarver is the story of the day. Wilding out, yeah, no Nick Cannon, bro. Mm, mm, mm. <sighs> Hate to see it. Sorry, but my bad for cutting you off. I just had to get that bar out there. Yeah, for those that didn't hear, if you got under the rock and you're listening to this podcast now, Mr. Sarver, owner or governor, former, of the Phoenix Suns, was caught through an investigation, reportedly saying the N-word five times, misogyny, uh, inappropriate workplace comments towards females, pretty much all the things you would get in trouble with HR, (laughs) in trouble with HR for. (laughs) He he did them right down the list. So the NBA came out about a week ago now, and Adam Silver said they were suspending him for a year with a $10 million fine. But that money can change some things. And the big boys club, the big beast club, started making some movement happen by applying some pressure. First, it was the second highest holding stake owner of the Phoenix Suns coming out and calling for Sarver to step down. And then it was PayPal, their jersey sponsors, saying they're not going (laughs) to renew if Sarver comes back. Well, Frost, do you want to let the folks know what that led Mr. Sarver to do? Mr. Sarver has decided, wait for it, to sell the squads. You know what I mean? He said, you know what? I ain't dealing with this. You know, I ain't going to let them tell me what to do. I'm selling. 10 mil, that's 10 mil too much. I'm out of here. However, good riddance if you ask me. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, very Donald Sterling-esque. You know what I mean? Um, LeBron James came out and he had some strong words. Chris Paul came out. He had some strong words. Some guys were, you know, leaders in the league. Chris Paul being the president of the NBA Players Association. Uh, yeah, man. My boy said, I'm going to sell it. I don't want nothing to do with this anymore, you know? Yeah, yeah. And... um. I think it was the right choice once it started to become clear that not only was it going to be uncomfortable if he came back, but that it was going to affect the dollars and cents for the Phoenix Suns as an organization, for the Phoenix Mercury as an organization. I think that's when it became clear, all right, I have no option here. And I think that's what it looked like in his statement. I read a statement. It was a little bit of pettiness in there. He was like, in the non-forgiving community or era that we are in, it became clear that I could not come back as owner well yeah you can and you know what <laughs> honestly they got people who are probably like oh i feel bad for him it wasn't that serious not nah, what he did was wrong 
You know what I'm saying? And boohoo for him. This guy's about to sell a franchise that's been on the up for the last 20 years, basically, except for some years here and there. He's going to make so much money off the sale. He's really laughing to the bank. That's facts. That's facts. You know what I mean? And so this, is this really a loss for him? Nah, I mean, he's going to lose $10 million and he's going to immediately <laughs> get $2 billion. So I don't know if there's <laughs> any loss at all. You know? One interesting quirk here is like he, he doesn't own all of the team, but of because course. he is the governing authority as managing partner, he can decide to sell the team in full. So let's say he owns 30% and the rest is broken up. Everyone else has to sell. People. Yeah, if he wants to, he can make everyone else sell. And just oh, damn. everyone gets their piece of the pie and work, walks their separate ways. So it's kind of interesting. Sheesh. Adam Silver said, as an owner, you have powers uh, and rights that employees don't. And I guess this is another example of that. So everyone listening, bro, yeah. boss up. Make yourself the head honcho. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, you, you get some extra hair on your chest. You get to do a little bit more than others can. And I'm not saying you should take advantage of it like this, but it's always good to uh, you know, own, own it your own. Like, like your boys here at the Hoopla. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And you fine ladies and gentlemen at home, don't forget this word. Of, these words of advice from your boy, Faraz. It costs to be the boss. Now start putting in that work. <laughs> All right, bro. We got some quick hitter topics. Uh, something I'm very excited to talk about with the training camp just a couple days away. Have you seen these pictures, man? They're going around. Kawhi Leonard. Quads like Saquon. He's looking <laughs> like a running back. Yeah, this fool got some, some quads and a half, bro. This man looks like he's playing running back for real, bro. That's what I'm yo, saying, yo. The league is in for hell, bro. <laughs> yo, if you guys thought Kawhi Leonard was the greatest defensive player in the league today, wait till his lateral movements are light speed. The sound of, the sound of light. Excuse me, the speed of light, bro. This man's quads are so fast. He's literally going to, like, be on one side of the court. You turn look back. This man is going to Goku flash in front of you, dog. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. My boy been doing leg press. He said, no load management. I'm playing 82 this year, okay? <laughs> no more Don't injuries. play with me. Don't play with me, son. I'm going to get the lift on that last shot. It's not going to bounce around the rim this time on that game winner. You know, so I'm going to get that lift this time at the end of the game. <laughs> Cash money. That's what I'm talking Swish. about. You know? I know y'all excited to see that. I'm, I'm excited to see them play, bro. Healthy squad this year. We done talked about it. About 65,000 people seen it. Love that. Thanks for the support. If you don't know what I'm talking about, check our YouTube. Yo, appreciate y'all for real, for real. But we don't, for those who don't know, y'all got to find out. So figure it out. Um, but yeah, man, the Clippers are going to be one of the best teams this year in the league. No doubt. Um, next one up, quick hitter. Will James Harden lead the league in assists this year? Well, my boy, there were two players that averaged 10 assists, double digits last season. And it was Chris Paul and James Harden. So I'm thinking a full year in Philadelphia. Daryl Morey's done him the favor of bringing in some guys he's quite familiar with. P.J. <laughs> Tucker, Montrez Harrell. How you doing? I think it's going to happen, bro. He's leading the league in assists. Uh, I think it's very possible, but if Jim, James Harden turns into Jimmy Harden like we saw last year and this man was just non-existent, you know what I mean? Uh, 
We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we know what James Harden can do. I want him to come out and average 25 and 12. Oh, you want Can he buckets? do it? I, I oh, want wait, it all. You want all. You said 12. I want yeah. it all. I want okay. it all. James Harden you is one of the Demi best players. James Harden back. Facts. If he could put up 36 again, I would say give me 36 <laughs> in a Philly uniform. I will become a fan overnight. Me and Fick will be <laughs> What's the name of the arena again? Spectrum Wells, Center? Wells Fargo, nah. Wells Fargo. Me and Fick will be at the Wells Fargo going stupid, bro. Uh, yeah. 25 <laughs> is about as much as you could ever imagine with him playing with a healthy Joel. I mean, if he gets hurt again, then maybe not. But Tyrese Maxey yeah. is really like, yo, he could be an all-star in the next few years. He averaged 17 last year. That's crazy. So he's going to be yeah. trying to get his buckets too. I, I don't know. 25 is going to be hard, but 12 assists is definitely in his in his in reach, bro. It's in reach. For sure. And Tyrese Maxey's, he gets the microwave buckets, bro. You might not notice it. And then next thing you know, this man gets three, four, five in a row heating up out of nowhere. So Tyrese Maxey is a guy you were super high on if you remember coming out of college and, you know, has proved his his spot in the starting lineup with this very talented 76ers team. Um, next up, future top five pick, Imani Bates, rested on blicky charges. That's right. Gun charges. Damn. Yeah, hate to see that. He was riding dirty, and uh, he got caught, got held up, and facing the charge. I don't know how good his lawyer is. He didn't get that NBA money yet. So <laughs> hopefully uh, his agent or whoever can can help take care of him, and uh, hopefully it doesn't turn into anything too serious. I'm not sure what state he was in because I know that makes a huge difference. But, uh, yeah, you do not want to see this, especially with someone that has as much potential as this guy does. I ain't going to lie to you. Miles Bridges got re-signed. <laughs> Miles Bridges is getting re-signed. I think Amani Bates will be able to lock it in, regardless, not regardless of how good his lawyer is, but he's a good enough player. And again, like, don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I'm not justifying it. I'm not advocating for it. But at the same time, depending on where you f- you're from, sometimes that's just how you got to roll, man. And, I mean, if you're not from there, you won't understand. If you're from those places, you will. Um, imagine being an NBA prospect and having to fear for your life. And people don't yeah, understand that's lose. what. You know what I'm saying? So that's that's what it's got to do with. And I'm not advocating for it. But, you know, he wasn't shooting anybody. He wasn't killing anybody. And if Miles Bridges is still in the league after what he just did, <laughs> I think Imani Bates deserves a shot, you know? That's facts. That's facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, man. We got to talk about something that is happening very soon. October 11th, HBO putting out the doc, Lynn Sanity. Okay, Jeremy Lynn. I don't know how you make a documentary on one week, but HBO <laughs> is doing it. Hey, I want to give y'all a little background, though, right? It's 2012. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The Knicks, I believe they're playing the Lakers, right, in that first game? Oh, no, no. This is after... The, we're like three games in, and then Kobe comes into town, and it's like ESPN. They, they picked up the game like 24 hours before. It's just going crazy. But go ahead. Bro, bro, like, people got to understand. I'm going to paint the picture. It's 2012. A 10th grade Faraz and a 10th grade Tyler are <laughs> sitting in their living rooms in their parents' homes, right, watching this Knicks game. You know what I mean? Jeremy Lin, unknown Asian bull undrafted no one knows who he is checks into the game you're like all right who does cat be you know what I that's mean? exactly what i said literally you're like who is this guy you know uh he gets the ball first shot first movie puts up you're like okay 
All right, not bad. They were actually playing their across the river rivals, the New Jersey Nets, bro. Like, take it back, man. This is a 10th grade time for us. We're, they were losing our minds. We're like, no way to Germany. <laughs> the crazy thing is, this. too, this is like, all right, Mike D'Antoni is the coach. You know how he loves his offense. Carmelo Anthony had just gotten hurt, right? So yeah. we're looking for some extra scoring. We don't know where it's coming from. That's when he gets his start. Drops 30, right? Drops 25, drops 30 again. Kobe goes into town. 30-plus and the game winner on Kobe. <laughs> And that's when New York goes absolutely insane. And Bro. <laughs> that oh, no, I'm going to let you run, continue. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that run continues for another week, week and a half. And the actual way it stopped, which is very interesting, it didn't really completely, like, it wasn't 30 a game. It went more like 15 a game after for the, for the rest of the season. But what actually stopped was Carmelo Anthony. The hype around Jeremy Lin was building to the point where all right, Carmelo's about to return, and media is asking him, as good as Jeremy Lin's been, are you willing to defer to him in the fourth quarter of late games? <laughs> Carmelo. <laughs> I hope I can find this because I'm going to put this into a clip. Oh, but Carmelo my God. He looks just at these reporters me. like, ah, come off the bench? AP, hey, they want me to come off the bench. It was that same <laughs> OKC Melo you got him two years before in New York. Like, what the hell is this disrespect? That's coming to my doorstep. Bro, that's actually insane. I do remember that, bro. And, I mean, <laughs> don't get me wrong. Jeremy Lin is one of those cats who has that irrational confidence. I mean, when he was on the Lakers, he waved off Kobe Crazy. to shoot a game winner. Literally insane, right? But the confidence you got to have in yourself. But, no, we got to paint the picture, bro. It's 2010, 2011, you know what I'm saying? Uh, 2011, 2012, Jalen was in the D-League. He gets called up. Like you mentioned, Melo gets Melo's injured. You know what I mean? He goes off for 25. He scores 20 or more points in six games in a row and in nine games during a 10-game stretch. Then we talk about how this man dropped 38 in a win over Kobe. Not the Lakers, Kobe. You know what I mean? <laughs> they ended that run from 8 and 15 and ended 18 and 18, bro. Yeah, and they were winning. He hit, he hit at least three game winners in that stretch, too. There was one in Toronto that they still play all the time. <laughs> Yo, bro, boy, was cold, bro. Boy, was he cold. He looked like Baron Davis meets, like, <laughs> <laughs> meets Deron Williams, meets, like, I don't even know who else, but he was just an absolute animal for, for two weeks. My bro, Filipino boys at high school were like, Yo, <laughs> Jeremy on, Lin Jersey. Popping out of nowhere, you know? So it was, bro, it was a 13-game run. He averaged 22.3 points and nine assists during that run. Like, that's buckets. That's, it, that's it was nasty. We've never seen anything like this. For hey, someone man. that just burst and fade, but just, like, to, to, to that level, to that level, just like, what? Bro, How did bro. That Everyone was calling him the Great Yellow Hope. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I mean? Everyone was like, Jeremy Lin is the next all-star. Bro, people were talking about him like he was going to be the next MVP of the league, bro. Shit, he was looking like it for a little bit. 22 and 9 is no joke. I mean, we just talked about James Harden putting up 25 and 10, 25 and 12 being superbly impressive. So if random Jay Lin could do that for two weeks and a half, like, goddamn, you know? Yeah, man. Crazy. Hey, I'm about to get a Jalen jersey, huh? <laughs> oh, which one? The Knicks? The Knicks, John? 
Yeah, definitely. No, I'm not actually. But if I were to get one, it'd definitely be the Knicks one. Did he have some good years in Houston? What was he looking like in Houston? I don't know if you got the He was okay in Houston. I mean, Jeremy Lin is a solid NBA player. His only problem, to be honest, is he played better than he ever would for the rest of his career. So he set an unreal standard that people were judging him by. And he just couldn't live up to it, you know? And how can how can you blame him? People go their entire careers without even smelling those numbers. Yeah, and then they, they pair him up with Houston to be the, the James Harden, Jeremy Lin backcourt. He gets to play 30 minutes a game. Then he put averages 13. And they're like, oh, all right, maybe he's not that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, you know, you saw in that second half of, I mean, really and truly the majority of that season, except for those 13 games. So, shouts out to Jalen. It was an era. Deserves a documentary? I think so. You know? So, yeah. Shouts out Jalen, man. Big shouts. All right. That's going to do it. Another episode of the Hoop Plug in the Books. Ross, any final thoughts? Yes, sir. And as always, put some flavor in your ear. Peace.